a common question I get asked at workshops and talks that I might present is what's the difference between compassion and empathy? Well, it's a great question and there's a number of different answers. In fact, I've noticed that there are some really varied perspectives out there, often depending on how these two constructs are defined. So I thought I would talk about compassion and empathy from the perspective of the compassionate mind, the differences between them and the important relationship that they have with each other. Hi, I'm Dr. Stan Steindl. And as you watch this video, just see what you notice about your own thoughts about compassion and empathy and write some comments below. I'd be very interested to hear your perspective too. And if you enjoy these videos, please do subscribe to my YouTube channel. So here's the difference. From the perspective of the compassionate mind, compassion is a motivation while empathy is a competency. What are your thoughts about that? Professor Paul Gilbert, in his extensive writing on the topic, describes compassion as a motivation. A motivation to be sensitive and to engage with suffering in self and others and take action to help alleviate it or prevent it. Compassion emerges from our more primitive caring motivation that we share with lots of other animals. Pictures and videos are shared around the internet of animals caring for one another. Elephants helping their babies up the steep bank of a river. A goat befriending a blind cow. A puppy falling asleep on the back of a goose. And this is just from my feed today. But as far as we know, and this can be relatively controversial to say, animals don't experience a compassionate motivation per se. This seems to be a unique motivation to human beings. We certainly share the caring motivation with our mammalian cousins, but there seems to be a newer layer to the way that the human brain works, at least evolutionarily speaking. We have certain new brain functions that supercharge our caring into compassion, especially our social intelligence and broad social awareness, as well as our intentionality, our ability to plan ahead or plan afar. And so our compassion as a motivation can consider those close to us and those far away, those here and now and those further down the road, as well as our family, friends, neighbours, those familiar to us and those unfamiliar, and even other living creatures and the environment and the whole world. This, it seems, is unique to humans. This compassionate motivation for all living creatures and the whole world. And how do we manage that? Well, through a range of attributes and competencies that we bring to bear in cultivating our compassionate motivation. I mentioned them in my last video, which was Compassion Fatigue, a Compassionate Mind Perspective. And the six key attributes or competencies are a care for well-being, 
a sensitivity to suffering, a non-judgmental and accepting stance, empathy for another person's perspective and sympathy for the suffering they're going through and distress tolerance, our ability to tolerate our own feelings in the presence of suffering. Let's just focus on empathy a little bit more now. Professor Gilbert's model of the compassionate mind views empathy as a competency that we can practice and develop and bring to supporting our compassionate motivation. In his 2014 paper titled The Origin and Nature of Compassion Focused Therapy in the British Journal of Clinical Psychology, he described empathy's role in compassion in the following way. When we are able to engage and emotionally connect with, hold and tolerate suffering, we then become capable of developing mentalizing and have empathic insights. We can shift out of an egocentric perspective and take the perspective of somebody else and even the perspective of different parts of ourselves. For example, the perspective of the compassionate self will be different to that of an angry self. If we avoid engaging with suffering or do so only fleetingly, there may be little opportunity for empathic bridging, the ability to really imagine walking in the shoes of the other or really sitting with and understanding our experiencing or feelings. A really rich description of the role of empathy in compassion. The ability to empathize, mentalize, to take the perspective of somebody else or even to take the perspectives of different parts of ourselves and to create an empathic bridge from the self to the other or from the self to the self in order to engage with suffering and take helpful action. Now, here's an interesting thought. Empathy as a competency is not inherently good or bad, compassionate or callous, helpful or cruel. It is a competency, like many other competencies, that can be brought to a whole range of different motivations. Think of a competitive motivation. Playing poker, looking for tells, trying to sense the thoughts and feelings of all of those around the table. All of that draws on empathy. Professor Gilbert often says, imagine an empathic torturer. That would truly be the last thing that you would want. So, compassion is the motivation and empathy is the competency that we bring to that motivation. And empathy takes practice, honing, clarifying, correcting. We can't really empathize with perfect accuracy first time. Our empathy builds and grows as we learn more about the other person or learn more about ourselves. We listen, reflect, paraphrase, clarify. And we draw on our own experiences, using our own experiences to help with hunches and hypotheses, gradually building those empathic bridges. After all, greater understanding means greater helpfulness. Empathy helps us be more helpful. And really, helpfulness is at the heart of a compassionate motivation. 
So, let me know your thoughts about the compassionate mind's perspective on the difference between compassion and empathy, and also the way in which empathy really aids and supports our compassionate motivation. Good luck as you continue to build your empathy skills. And as always, I wish you the very best on your compassionate journey.